Welcome to The Binge Minute, the only podcast in the world that we know of that goes to a movie minute by minute and reviews each minute to find the greatest minute in cinematic history. My name's Taylor. My name's Chris. And we continue our journey through... Ready Ready or or not, this this is is Minute 38. Hey. Hey. I was going to say seven. I said it. Taylor. Yes. Do you have any phobias? Phobias. Phobias. You're scared of anything in the world. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I I do. I don't like enclosed spaces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting into small things, I I start having a really, like, a panic attack response. So you wouldn't uh, go spelunking? I don't know. No, cave, if you've seen, like, one time I went to a cave for, like, a tour, and they're like, this is the cave. I'm like, oh, that's very nice. Uh, But then there was, like, this scrabbling sound, and the guy says, oh, don't worry, look over there. And out of a hole that was as wide as my shoulders, this man just wormed his way out of <laughs> and just fell in onto the floor. It was like, oh, help. hey, Bob, how are you going? And then like <laughs> six other men just like just like a worm, like a worm pooping. <laughs> wow. And uh, I was visibly ill <laughs> at the thought of that. So, yeah, caves. I, right. I'm not scared of caves as a concept, but I don't want to go into the smallness of, uh, of things. The small darkness of a cave. Yeah, the idea of getting inside a, like, you know, on a dig inside a coffin. Ew, no. You're allergic to bees, so you should be scared of bees. However, every time I see you near a bee, you're like, whoa, bee, and you, like, chase them down <laughs> the street like a little kid. Like, let me hug you. I don't know what the fuck is they're wrong helpful with you. for the I ecosystem can't. i don't i can't believe that you're someone who's highly allergic to something you're like yay come here <laughs> my pretties and let me touch you all over it doesn't make any sense to me i like to save bees from pools oh that's me i saved a bee. but i said also when i was a kid i'd save bees from pools all the time are you crazy why they're not gonna sting me yes they might they absolutely <laughs> might and then you die See, this that's this one thing I don't get about you. Why I bring this up is because I have, I have a fear of heights. Yes. And when we were away in Hamilton Island, when we booked, the travel agent was like, hey, do you want a coral reef view from the hotel? Mm. And I just thought that was the name of the room. You know, you'd see the <laughs> reef. But it wasn't until I got there where I was like, wait a minute, this could be quite high up if we have a reef <laughs> view. Anyway, we're on level 15. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful view. I hated it so much. <laughs> I hated it with all my heart. Now, I didn't hate the room. The room is great because mm-hmm. you have a choice to go out on the balcony or not. Yeah. All right. But the one choice I didn't have was when we exited and entered the apartment, you had to follow this really narrow balcony. <laughs> so, most hotels are enclosed. You get off the elevator, they're enclosed. Yeah, right they're inside. in a hallway. Yeah. And you don't even think about it. But this one, you open the balcony and was into an open area mm. on every level. And you had to follow a, like a narrow balcony to your door. Yeah. And I fucking hated it so much because there was like a 15-story drop right to my right or left we were, if I was coming or going. Mm. And I hated it. I yeah, hated you, it with you all really my hated heart. it. And it freaked me out. I would think about it. I'd be lying in bed like in the middle of the night thinking about that next time we go out I have to walk past this narrow passageway. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. It was fine. It was a lovely view for the apartment, but I was like, ah, I, I, like, I don't know. One of the dreams once night, one night I had was uh, there was like a judiciary of like high rise uh, gods and they were like, yeah, 15 stories <laughs> is too high. And one was like, calm down, calm down. <laughs> 
It's one of the dreams I had. Wow. So you you took the fear that you had of heights and turned that into like, like a narrative or something. <laughs> but like a very boring, like, I don't know, meeting. That's right. Coming back to the apartment was worse than leaving the apartment. Yeah. Because when I was going away, I knew there was an elevator and I'd be like, yay, ground floor. But coming back, if we went to dinner for the night, I'd be at the restaurant eating dinner thinking about that walk. Oh, no. It was only like a 10 meter walk or a 15 meter walk, but I like thinking about it like, oh, okay, buddy. Oh, no. I was like, you don't fall off this time. I'm like, okay, Chris. Well, you, you did really well going, oh, thank you. going across it multiple times. I knew I knew I had a fear of heights when I was in about grade 12. I figured out I had a fear of heights. So I would have been about 17 or about mm. to turn 17. And we went to like early in the year, we went to like some sort of leadership because we're all going all going into year 12 or <laughs> starting year 12, went to leadership camp the whole. Oh, I love uh, sending children on a leadership camp. What oh, a stupid idea. I know, right? <laughs> And there was a high ropes course, right? A high, low, a low and high ropes course. Oh, yep. I just strapped in and they're like, all right. So you start off quite low, like only a few meters from the ground. Didn't worry me. You're like walking over little ropes. And then you climb up a level mm. and uh, and then you go over the higher ropes bit. But I, when I climbed up the level and looked down, I just froze. I was like, Aah. Oh, no. And the people behind me were like, uh-oh. <laughs> And I was like physically ill. Like I could, like I held onto a tree. You see those cartoons where yeah, yeah. Like people hold onto a tree. I just <laughs> hold onto a tree. I was like, "What is this hell?" And I didn't even work it out. I didn't know. I had no idea I had a fear of heights. Mm. So I was just holding. I was gripping this tree like like some sort of human monkey uh, for ages until the tour guide came up and was like, "Hey, you okay, man?" I'm like, "I gotta get out of here." And then he helped me down. Oh, and I was good. like, wow, that's something I figured out about myself. That's leadership. <laughs> leadership. <laughs> I didn't know you... my, my weakness. <laughs> you did a SWOT analysis on yourself. But I figured out, by thinking about it, I worked out why I'm scared of heights. Yeah. Because when I was, uh, I don't know, five or six, me and my family went down to visit my uncles and stuff uh, on the Gold Coast. And they were staying in like a 30-story Huge. It was like really high apartments, mm. right? And my uncle picked me up as a six-year-old by my ankles, <gasps> held me over the balcony, no. and then brought me back in. I remember, I remember like everyone freaking out, and he's like, "Oh, I was just playing," and I was like, "Oh, that's fucked me up for the rest of my life." Yeah, okay, no, that's it. That's the thing. That's it. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, I that's re- fucked up. I vaguely, I remember, I remember being dangled over a balcony by my ankles. And Jesus I was like, Christ! Oh, fuck this. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I think the most uh, I had a fear of heights was, and you are going to hate this. You might need to hold onto the table. Okay. Uh, so, in Borneo, uh, the trees are very large. They're very old and very big. And on some of them, uh, the researchers put up platforms so they can go up and look at, like, canopy birds nesting and stuff. Uh, so, when I was there, uh, we were walking through the forest and we came across a ladder going up a 50-meter tree. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and we're like, all right, let's go up it. So, Wait, was it protected the ladder? Um, so the ladder has like a cage around it. Yeah, but there's no, you can't like hook into any harness or anything. You're just, and it's it just goes straight up, straight down. So it's not like it's it's not like it's stepped or anything. It's just a ladder going completely up. There's a cage that if you slip, maybe you can grab onto it. Or it stops birds from attacking you yeah. if you go up. And to get to the ladder, you had to go up another ladder that was tied on by rope. <laughs> to, what is this hell? <laughs> to the, anyway, <laughs> so my party of four that I was, four or five that I was with, they went up before me. 
And then I went up last and like, look, I'm slow, so I'll go up last because otherwise you'll be waiting around. And I got to maybe about 25 metres up and then I sort of realised what I was doing yeah. and I think I went into a panic attack response. That's but why, yeah. But the only option was to keep going up because if I let go, I'd die and I didn't want to go back down. So I just kept going up. <laughs> and so by the time I got up, um, up 50 metres, I was like... <laughs> and was there at least a railing up at the 50 metre platform? Yeah, there's like a little... There was like a little plat- a railing. You would have hated the railing. It was just wood. Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck this place. Let's um, bomb it. Borneo's oh going to hell. Let's oh, my gosh. It was so beautiful, though. We saw hornbills Ugh, nesting. Who gives a shit like, about any of that? You could see over the entire rainforest. Yuck, yuck. I fucking hate that. I hate this story so much. All right. Do you know who's not got a fear of... Crippling fear of heights that we know of. It's Chris Daniel in, in minute, minute f- ready or not, not minute, minute thirty-eight. 38. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. I shouldn't have said anything. Oh my god, it's all terrifying. I also hate. I uh, I know we got into the minute now, but I also hate watching. You know when people go out on balconies. Oh, I can't. And they I don't relax like that. And they sit on the railing. Ugh. Push them off. Ooh, I don't push like them that. Off so they're exited <laughs> from society. They're they're criminals. Anyway, uh, what did your prediction come true? My prediction did not come true. I said that there would be more boob narcolepsy from (laughs) uh, Daniel's wife, Cherry's character, being like, you're such a coward, that's why you can't look at these, and she'd flash (laughs) and tits at him, and he'd (laughs) collapse. But that didn't happen. Amazing. I said that Alex's dad would come in, the father would come in and start berating Daniel for letting her go, which might be coming up kind of a little bit. He did come into the room. But no berating. No berating. So where we left off, basically, Cherry was getting up Daniel for kind of letting Grace leave the study. Yeah. All right. And then Daniel was like, interesting, because when I told you about this ritual or whatever, Mm. you didn't even blink. Which means you can tell your significant other that the game is a a thing in the family. And they can have they can obviously have a choice to leave if they want. Yeah. Daniel, even though he's a little coward bitch. And 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 and, and a narc, total narc. A narc is like a better person than Alex because he yeah. told his future wife this exactly, and he even said Alex was wrong to keep Grace in the dark. I'm like, yes, preach, <laughs> preach, Daniel, you you psycho. Yeah, that was pretty much the first little bit of the minute. Mm. There's not much. Ha- I will say, not much happened this minute. No, because, no, but it was kind of fun though. Yeah, because straight after that, in comes Team Death Murder Kill, <laughs> all with all set up. <laughs> With their their guns up the site, looking around. He's like, where'd they go? And he's like, sorry, Dad. Oh, their entrance was so good. First, uh, the father comes in, gun cocked, and then staggering in behind his Aunt Helene with that fucking huge axe. Every time I see her with this massive axe coming, I just love it. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, where is she? And he's like, sorry, Dad. She must have (laughs) slipped away. And he's like, ah. Yeah. But it was so obvious the way that Daniel said it's so obvious that he let her get away. That's true. He's not even hiding it. That's true. And then then Daniel was like, he's like, but Emily killed the the servant girl. So does that make her the black sheep of the family? (laughs) Oh, no. It's still me. (laughs) And then in comes Fitch Badly saying, is it over? Is it (laughs) done? And that was the end of the minute. That was literally it. Uh, And behind him also came in Fang. Oh, I didn't see Fang come in. Yeah, Fang, Fang's there, and so is uh, you see them in a second shot. Oh, okay. You see Fang and Emily's in, and Emily's looking very sheepish about having cl- killed Clara. Yeah. 
Well, I realise we don't have a name for Cherry's team. No, we don't. So we have Team Murder Death Kill, which is Dad and Aunt Helena. Mm-hmm. Fitch and Fang, which is Mum Becky and Fitch Bradley. Yep. We have Team Cocaine, which is Emily. <laughs> we have Rogue Wolf. Who Lone is Wolf. Te- Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Okay, we have Lone Wolf, which is Daniel. We don't have one for Cherry. We don't. What are we going to call her? Ooh, um. Daniel has said that she's like an absolute psycho. So team bloodlust. Ooh, team bloodlust. Yes. Team I love it. Team bloodlust. Oh, her justification for not flinching was I'd rather die than leave all this money behind. Yeah. So I guess money is a good motivator. Mm, what yeah. would you do? What would you well how far would you go for if I was say worth four hundred million dollars <laughs> and to like they're like, I'm sorry, Taylor, to mar- when you marry in this family, you've got to go and do a big poo in public in the middle of Queen Street. Would you go do it? Oh, that, that's easy. You can bail me out in two secs. Oh, yeah, but what about the motive, What about the, the, the scrutiny that follows you for the whole life? Every time people you walk in a room, they'll be like, there's a woman that pooed in the Queen Street. I can wear a disguise. That, but that's too difficult. That's too difficult. Hey, there's a rule. There's a rule. There's a rule. No disguises. Am I worth, if I now worth $400 million? You are, yeah. Yeah, great. I can pay someone to scrub that from the internet. Wow. <laughs> All right. So that's it. What would, what would you do? Like, how far would you go? Oh, I would not murder anyone. You wouldn't murder anyone? No, I can't murder or kill. Or... a hobo? No, I can't do any of that. No? No, I can't hurt another person. All you have to do is pour 100 liters of crude oil <gasps> in the Great Barrier Reef and they give no. you $400 million. No. Four hundred. Welcome to the family, babe. No, I can't do that because that's murdering future generations. It's uh, uh. four hundred million dollars. <laughs> Keep it. All right. What All about right. you? I reckon you'd do almost anything. Oh no, I wouldn't murder. I don't think. No, I don't think I'd murder anyone. I'd sackwhack a homeless person. Oh no. <laughs> four hundred million. No, I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'd steal a car. Steal a car. I'm pretty uh, vanilla when it comes to things. Yeah. I don't steal. I see a lot of bunch of people at school who like stole from the tuck shop and stuff. They're like, oh, it's a five finger discount. I never did that. Aww. I never did that. I'm like, oh yeah, but that's not right. Oh, cute. I always, I always, I just have this facade of a rebel, but I'm actually quite a little bit like, oh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I question if you have a rebel facade, but... Wow. <laughs> Maybe I'm, it's just because I know you so well and you're I'm such a, a good boy. I'm a rebel. You're a little rebel? I'm a rebel, rebel? until rules and I follow them. <laughs> <laughs> I would jaywalk so much for oh, $400 million. All over the city. I'd probably take a shit in Queen Street Mall. Yeah, yeah, it'd be easy. Yeah, well, we'll see. Well, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Who says I haven't already? My Come family, on, let's be My real. family is not worth $400 million, so I'm sorry. This will never come up <laughs> it's all the theoretical so what did you rate the minute i uh i kind of liked it it was sort of a comical coming together of everyone oh but i still feel like we've lost a bit of energy it came and then yeah, it's a little disappeared. Bit of energy. i agree i'm gonna because of that i'm just gonna go down to a 38 nice i went to a 40 so Ooh. i went down two points to a 40 i agree i thought there was a low energy that's so i love how fitch bradley entered the room like is it over oh my god So, uh, you know, and I like, even though the movie had nothing to do with this, I like how he named Team Cherry, Team uh, Bloodlust. Team Bloodlust. So, yeah, 40 out of 60. And what do you predict for the next minute? Well, now all of the people are together, apart from Alex running around. I reckon that the father's going to be like, we got to get it together and start 
doing like a rousing on everyone. He's going to rouse on everyone that we need to pull our shit together because we got to get a hunter, blah, 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 blah. So I think most of them is going to be dedicated to that. And I reckon uh, we'll see that Alex is eavesdropping on them. Mm, I like that. I think my prediction will be that we stick with Grace. We're going to have a montage or not a montage. We're going to follow Grace to a hiding place. Or to her next hiding place, or she'd bump into Alex again. Okay. That's what I'm going to predict. Those, that would be great. I, I would prefer that to happen than my prediction. So we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. We got one prediction with the family, one prediction with Grace. Which Ooh. one will come true, if any? Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. Now, Taylor. Yes. If I was a uh, shooting pig. A shooting pig? If I was a shooting pig. And I don't know what that means. <laughs> I was a shooting pig and I wanted to land on some comedy. Ooh. When, what date would I launch and where would I aim for? You would launch on and aim for the 10th of December uh, for Fritzenberger, where you can see me in Hogwild. It's a show that combines stand up sketch and character into a wild party of fun. Tickets available uh, from Good Chat Comedy or on Try Booking. Excellent. And tickets are like half sold already. They are they're, already they're, half sold. Or maybe so even over. So they're going quick. Thank you to anyone if you're listening who bought tickets. Thank you so much. And if you haven't bought tickets, where the fuck are you? Anyway, oh, bye-bye now. Oh, oh, bye-bye. bye-bye. Binge Minute is produced by Brisbane comedians Chris Martin and Taylor Edwards. You can follow us on Instagram at Chris Martin and at Taylor Edwards Comedian or on Facebook at Chris Martin Comedian and Taylor Edwards. Get in touch with us at bingeminute at gmail.com with any questions, comments about the podcast or suggestions about what we should watch next. If you've been enjoying Binge Minute, help us out by giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. We'll, we'll be, be back, back soon with, with more Binge Minute. Minute. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.